Welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. I am Reese, and today we are going to be taking another look at the 2020 presidential election. This is going to be our preview to New Hampshire. Uh, we're only going to do two on New Hampshire, hopefully one for the preview, one for the results. Um, and we're doing it now because last night there was a Democratic primary debate in New Hampshire. Um, all the candidates got together, uh, all of the, the candidates who made the threshold rather got together. Uh, and they debated issues on foreign policy, on uh, the Iowa caucus, on Medicare for all, and um, well, uh, there are some some talking points to bring from it. So uh, we're going to start start with that. Um, it was well, it's four days after the Iowa caucus. Uh, it's four days to go until the New Hampshire primary, which is when uh, when the debate was held. It was in uh, Manchester. New Hampshire, and this is actually the eighth debate of the campaign, which just shows that they've been really motoring through those debates, getting a lot of airtime. Um, mostly the same candidates appearing on the stage, or certainly for the last few debates, as the threshold has been raised and candidates have been ending their campaigns. Uh, people like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker had been sort of features of these uh, debates, but now they've dropped out. Obviously, they're not getting any of that airtime. Um, polls suggest that the candidates who were sort of Topping the Iowa delegation or delegates counts uh, are also looking very close at the top for New Hampshire. So it was sort of um, they want to protect their lead. People like Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders, uh, and they will be taking a lot of incoming fire from Amy Klobuchar, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, uh, and that is exactly what happened. Uh, Joe Biden went after Bernie Sanders uh, on Medicare for all. Uh, it was something he said. Um, he always says, uh, uh, but it's just Joe Biden talking about Bernie Sanders, said that Sanders always talks about how he wrote the damn bill, wrote about Medicare for all, uh, but he never says how much the damn thing costs. Uh, and I think Biden has to perform well in New Hampshire, uh, which is why he needs to really scrape back some of this support that's been bleeding away from his campaign. Um, he did address the issue of Iowa. He said, uh, we took a gut punch. Again, I think he's using the same, the same term. I took a hit in Iowa. Was this this particular comment, um, he is actually expecting to take a hit in New Hampshire as well. But that could be fatal for his campaign. If he continues to bleed support, if he continues to be seen as the second choice moderate behind Pete Buttigieg or behind Amy Klobuchar, even in some areas of polling, um, well then his entire campaign loses its value and its veracity. And it loses its electability tag, which is Basically, as I said the last time I did a podcast on 2020 Vision, um, it's the one thing he really has. You know, he was on that Obama ticket. He's been a senator, or in Congress at least, for 40 years. He knows how to win elections. He knows how to put together a broad voting coalition. Um, if he's losing these early primaries to people in the same sphere of the Democratic Party as him, well, then it starts to erode people's confidence in Joe Biden. Um, and he can't afford that. Um, he did, he did have uh, an all right debate. Actually, he was he came out fighting. He came out defending his record. He came out defending himself. He came out attacking other candidates. Uh, he attacked Bernie Sanders on Medicare. He attacked uh, who else? He attacked Pete Buttigieg on experience. Um, and he is really, really sort of really giving it a good go. He has to try and claw back some support for his campaign. Um, 
who else was on that debate stage? Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, the de facto winner of the Iowa caucus in terms of delegates, we estimate right now. Um, whether or not it actually happens, we still don't have 100% clarity on what is going on with Iowa because there are inconsistencies in that result. But as of now, I think we are predicting that Pete Buttigieg will come out with the most delegates, Bernie Sanders with the most votes. Um, so Pete Buttigieg, uh, he entered the debate, he, he came into this as almost a front-runner. He came into it for the first time, really, with a big target. Uh, he was the target of a lot of the uh, other Democrats on that stage. Uh, he had to be. He was winning in Iowa. Um, but he, as always, he demonstrates his uh, sharp mind. But he did avoid a lot of those those disasters that you have seen on people like Remember, thinking back to 2012, uh, Rick Perry, uh, he had a, a three-pillar policy uh, that he wanted to get rid of three agencies of government when he got to Washington, and he couldn't name any of them. Uh, he couldn't name all three of them when he was asked in a primary. Um, Pete Buttigieg has avoided the clangor that could see his campaign derailed. He's maintaining that air of confidence and uh, momentum, which you really have to have after Iowa. Um, Pete Buttigieg, he didn't really do much to bridge the gap away from his core support during that debate. He was really playing to his crowd, solidifying his support. Um, is that going to be a worthwhile strategy? Well, we aren't really going to find out until uh, New Hampshire comes around and until Nevada and South Carolina come around. Because if his voting coalition is already broad enough, well then he is on his way to the Democratic nomination and he's on his way to taking on Donald Trump in November. But he does seem to have remarkably low polling numbers amongst uh, minority groups um, and that could damage his campaign later on as if minority groups leave other candidates as they become non-viable, perhaps uh, they leave the Andrew Yang campaign. Now it seems his candidacy is all but doomed. Um, Pete Buttigieg is somewhere they could go, but if he's not got the support amongst minorities, then will they actually go to him? Another interesting fact um, that could really boost the Pete Buttigieg campaign, um, well, almost half of New Hampshire's voters are actually registered as independents. So if Buttigieg can capture the moderate wing of the Democratic Party, then those independents, uh, those genuine registered independents who will be voting in the Democratic primary, uh, because it's an open primary, anyone can technically vote in it, uh, as long as you're a registered voter, but those moderates, those independents, could really gather around the Buttigieg campaign and, uh, well, they could add some big momentum to it, which would be really what he needs to do to capitalise on his victory, or what looks like a victory anyway, in Iowa. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders had another solid show. He um, He's following very much the, the Buttigieg strategy at the moment. It's Play to the base, and the rest may follow. Um, Bernie Sanders really did, he stuck right on message. Um, very few politicians these days seem to stick directly to the message. Mike Pence is one of them. Uh, but Bernie Sanders is definitely another. If, you, if he has a message, uh, he will have fought for it for 40 years, and he will stay on it. He keeps pushing Medicare for all. He keeps pushing all of those cornerstones that have been... You know, the cornerstones of his policies 
for the last 30 years attacking the billionaires, attacking big business, the city, uh, crying out for social justice. Um, Bernie Sanders uh, put in a trademark Bernie Sanders performance, a lot of arm waving, um, a lot of like, 1%. Um, and, well, it was another collection, sort of, if you had a back catalogue of Bernie Sanders' comments, you'd probably find a lot of them made their way into this debate because, well, quite frankly, he has had the same message for a long, long time, and that's what his supporters like about him. He's someone who who has stayed on the message. He's never strayed away from what he believes in, and that is endearing him to many people. He comes out of Iowa again with some momentum, uh, especially after, as I talked about in the last 2020 Vision podcast, as he was coming from behind to beat Pete Buttigieg. But, um, well, it will be interesting to see exactly how his poll numbers go in New Hampshire. He looks like he's leading. He does look like he is leading and could win the New Hampshire primary, which would be a big boost. He actually won in 2016 the New Hampshire primary, which um, a lot of people forget about. He did win in 2016, so he could be on his way to back-to-back New Hampshire's. Um, that would be quite something, especially if he doesn't go on to win the nomination again. That would be winning New Hampshire in two consecutive election campaigns and then not winning the nomination. That would be quite something. Um, anyway, moving on to the other candidates who were on the stage, people like Elizabeth Warren. Um, well, a few months ago, she had this momentum. She had all of this. She was on the up. She was looking like she was really pushing Joe Biden for leading in the polls. And she was the one everyone was talking about. And now, well, she's finished third in Iowa. Yay, someone fire a confetti cannon. It's not good enough. Uh, especially when ahead of her is Bernie Sanders. They occupy almost exactly the same space on the political map. There is divergence. There are areas of divergence on some key issues. I fully accept that. But when you're looking at it from the outside, when you're looking at it as to who you vote for... Um, if you are a left-wing progressive in the Democratic Party, you are split between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. And while Bernie Sanders has all this momentum, Warren has been left sidelined. She has not performed as well as her early polling would have suggested. She looks like she's heading for back-to-back third places in these primaries and caucuses. She finished third in Iowa. She's probably going to finish third in New Hampshire, behind whom we aren't actually sure. Um, and on the Friday night debate... Well, she did exactly what Bernie Sanders did. She stuck on message. She stuck to her principles. She stuck to what she'd been fighting for. Um, And then sort of just blended in. She wasn't doing too much on that stage. Um, She's sort of one of the candidates you would forget is there if you weren't reminded that, oh, she was standing on the stage as well. Um, It was all about other candidates, and she let the spotlight be taken away from her, and that could cost her campaign, especially because a lot of that spotlight was taken away from her, straight on to Senator Sanders. Um, there is probably not much time left for the Warren campaign, unless she can pull a round out of the hat. If she hits New Hampshire hard and comes out with a second or a first place finish in the primary, she could get her campaign right back on track, especially if she leapfrogs Bernie. If she can leapfrog Bernie in New Hampshire, well, now we're talking, because she'll have overtaken the leading progressive. She really, Elizabeth Warren, has to find something soon. Otherwise, it's over for her. It really is. 
Um, the other candidate who can really have a say on where this Democratic primary goes, Amy Klobuchar. Now, she finished fifth in Iowa. Looks like she might be taking home just the one delegate. That's pretty fine for her. She wasn't expecting too much out of Iowa, I don't think. Um, but finishing fifth and finishing a solid fifth, not scrapping out with people like Andrew Yang and Michael Bloomberg, um, is good for her campaign. Um, she performed well again. She uh, attacked Bernie Sanders. She attacked Pete Buttigieg. She went out on the offensive. She pushed her message. She stayed on message. She didn't have a gaffe. Um, she probably, out of all the candidates on that stage, had the best debate, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But because her campaign, in terms of the top five, is the fifth, it's probably not going to correlate into any tangible momentum for her. Um, she, she, well, she was, she was fine. She attacked Buttigieg on uh, I think something about the impeachment proceedings. Buttigieg said he'd rather turn off and watch cartoons. It was boring. But uh, Amy Klobuchar hit back saying, "Well, other people have to do their job." And she, I think, likened Buttigieg to Donald Trump. She said, "We've had Washington outside a president for four years, and look where it's got us." Um, very interesting to see if Amy Klobuchar doesn't look like she's going to win the nomination, which, despite being a very strong candidate, she doesn't look like it's going to be her year. It looks like there's too much gap to, to take up, even as we're only entering the second primary. Um, could she take down someone like uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, do something that uh, Chris Christie did to Marco Rubio in 2016? Christie knew he was out. Knew he was never going to win the nomination, um, but just brought down Marco Rubio. Uh, maybe Amy Klobuchar will do something like that in the future. Obviously, she's not out of this yet, not by a long shot, but, um, well, she has gone after Buttigieg. Buttigieg is the frontrunner, uh, and Buttigieg has something different about him. He comes from a new generation of, of Democrats, essentially. Uh, so it could be interesting to see how the different dynamics between, especially the moderates, people like Klobuchar, Biden, and Buttigieg, how does those dynamics work? Um, going into New Hampshire then, we'll just take a quick look at the polling figures. So the last, last I think, six polls on here, the polling average puts Bernie Sanders in the lead at 26.4%. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is in second place, 22.2%. Joe Biden, third, 126 Elizabeth Warren, fourth, 122 Amy Klobuchar, 7.4%. Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, Tom Steyer, all with about 10 between them. Um, it is interesting to see just how far everyone else has dropped away from Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. That is, for me, the starkest bit of data on these polling averages. Again, their polls, pinch of salt and all, still... 10% between, as I said last time, the two-time, or just under 10%, between the two-time mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and the two-time vice president. That's a lot to make up, and if Biden gets another hit, maybe that gap widens. Maybe Buttigieg takes another chunk of the moderate support away from people like Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar. It will be interesting to see how the New Hampshire primary goes. Uh, I'll be back on the 2020 Visions podcast with... Uh, I think probably on the 12th of February with uh, some sort of results episode on the New Hampshire primary, uh, all the fallout from there. 
But until then, for this segment of the podcast, and until the next episode, which will probably be on something different, uh, thank you very much for listening, and I hope to see you around soon for the next one. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.